Welcome to the Matthew Dark Show, where hypocrisy meets accountability. Sit back and enjoy, or call in and get involved. Ladies and gentlemen, it's showtime. Now here's your host. Take it away, Matthew. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in. Welcome aboard. It is so good to be with you here on this Wednesday, March the 22nd. We have a great show for you. Before we get started, though, let us go before the Lord and give all praise and honor. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for your presence here this morning. We thank you for each and every one of these listeners. We just ask that you prepare our words, prepare our hearts for the message that we need to hear. And we thank you for your living and active word and the authority given to us here on earth to go out and do your will. We say it in the heavenly name, the sinless name of Jesus. Amen. Folks, we welcome you in. We've got a good one today. Now, I want to make sure before we get too far into this program, because I know we'll get going and maybe don't mention it, the Roots Medical Event next Thursday, this is at 6 p.m., we are going to discuss the childhood vaccine schedule. There is 79 on that schedule before the age of six. That is too much. An elephant couldn't handle that stuff. So what do you need to do? You need to know what's in them, what ones to avoid, what ones to delay, and everything that you need to do before you go and put this stuff in your child. We're not suggesting that all vaccines are bad. If my wife and I had a child today, it wouldn't have one vaccine, wouldn't have vitamin K in the hospital. But that's us because we've taken in all the information and we've made that decision. You deserve that same information before you make that same decision and be, and God be with you on whatever decision you make there. So let's welcome you in. I want to welcome our special guest. We've had him before, Dr. Michael Gata of the Gata Institute right here in Boulder, Colorado, dietitian, nutritionist, herbalist, acupuncturist, 33 years in Chinese and functional medicine, as well as the training a functional practitioner. Sir, I want to welcome you. Thank you for being with us again. How are you? It's been a little while, but uh, much has been revealed to us uh, since your last time through. Welcome in, doctor. Indeed. Thank you, Matthew. So good to be with you again, and I appreciate your being on our show recently. You Absolutely. Really, uh, brought some great wisdom there. Well, anytime we get to speak out, and this is just a truth, it's on our lips, and if we don't say things like the, va- the vaccine is dangerous or that there's early treatment for COVID-19 or that there's things that you should be on the lookout, we are doing a disservice. We do this show to serve society and community. We have information, and I always tell people, tell a friend, set your reminders for the replays because you might have some person that it sounds crazy, but this might be brand new information to some people. And so we think there is value to any of our freedom healthcare providers or freedom entities. Show a friend, tell a friend. You might save some person's life, same, save some poor kid's life. And mm-hmm. we just continue. Now, this is what really shocks me is, doctor, we've had a ton of information, not only just on the origins of COVID, the lab leak. We now know it's getting to be more mainstream that this was gain of function, that this was all going on much before uh, the the Wuhan wet market and bat soup and all these different animals and came together and we get the release. I think the consensus is becoming in media and society that it's from some kind of medical experimentation that got loose. We haven't taken it all the way and the intent of that but we're there so far. Yeah. But what blows me away is we, we have just as well, just as overwhelming of data on the vaccine. And it's not yes. safety. But we have censorship all around these topics still. Yes. Three years later. Now, I know since we last spoke, you also were a victim of these circumstances. <laughs> so please let our listeners bring us up to speed since the last time we heard you, what you're yeah. battling with right now. Let us have it, sir. Yeah, thanks, Matthew. And and I agree with you completely. You know, the things that you and I were saying publicly two or three years ago, uh, that this was a man-made virus, came from a lab, the U.S. had a role in it, it came from China, 
you know, that, that's things that got you banned from social media. Right. And this is, you know, and, and with the release of the Twitter files, you know, these mm-hmm. tranches of, you know, thousands and thousands of, of documents and emails such from Twitter, thanks to Elon Musk, uh, we now see that this is very, this was systemic, intentional, designed censorship, coordinated, orchestrated by the government. So this was a, uh, a very highly organized network um, of U.S. government agencies creating blacklists and actually directing yes. social media companies to censor Americans. And so this is you know, clearly illegal uh, and unconstitutional, but also is immoral. Um, and there's, you know, th- there's a mentality out there. And, and then you know, we've been def- affected by this directly in the past few weeks. Um, uh, but there's been a, a, a remarkable uh, strengthening of this mentality in a certain segment of the population that people should not have the right to think for themselves and come to their own conclusions, right? Right. And you and I are of like mind on, on many topics. And uh, I don't think either of us, I know you don't, um, tell people this is what you have to think. Right. And you you should not have access to information so you can make your own decision. And so, you know, I, I didn't I always thought of this was a big tech issue like Twitter, pre Elon, uh, fake book, uh, Google, yep. uh, LinkedIn, uh, the various, you know, highly monitored censor. They call it content moderation. That's the yep. kinder, gentler <laughs> term for censorship is content moderation. Right, right. <laughs> um, I didn't think this was going to be an issue I would have to deal with. I mean, I did get kicked off LinkedIn. Uh, oh. With my 5,000 connections and all-star rating after being critical of the, you know, pathological liar and potentially genocidal maniac Tony Fauci um, that that, so I got permanently banned from LinkedIn. Um, And uh, but I didn't think this would happen with my school. Now, we've had an online school since 2015. Um, which is an extension of the teaching I've been doing to practitioners and the public um, for the last 29 years on natural health and health freedom. And we got a, a notice one day from our online teaching platform. It's called Teachable at teachable.com, which is a very you know nicely designed online learning platform for folks like me who teach online and they make you know they have a, a way to do that to park your information and connect with sure. your audience. Great. I never thought this was possible. And it was kind of surreal where they said, we have um, uh, canceled your school. We have deleted and canceled, taken down your school for medical disinformation around vaccines and COVID. Oh. And this is a, an interesting thing. And I know, I know, you know you're, you're, you're very aware of this and are in our you know, thinking about this a lot, um, that the that misinformation, which has the same root as the word mistake, mm-hmm. um, is accidental sharing of stuff that turned out later not to be true. Oh, you know, I, I said the best I thought was true at the time, turned out not to be true later on. So sorry. Yeah. Disinformation uh, is the same root of the word disease uh, is mm-hmm. intentional. So they actually accused us and stated that we were intentionally misleading the public Uh, and how they crawled into my brain to know what my intentions were i don't know um but they claimed knowledge of our malicious intent to mislead the public and basically you know these folks who don't believe people should think for themselves um were protecting the public from us 
And uh, that was their attitude. You, you were uh, spreading disinformation, and it was intentional misleading. So, you know, we've been, and this is shortly after we got an email from them congratulating us on selling a million dollars in courses on their platform. This is a couple of years after they interviewed wow. me for their email marketing campaign as a featured creator because we had one of the most, you know, we were in the top 1% of successful schools mm. on their platform. Uh, we're at michaelgated.com. Uh, and so this is, this is extra unexpected. And, uh, and so on top of that, this is a punitive move. They just subjectively decided, they just, just, uh, this is, a, I believe is a punitive action, refunded, uh, 176 of our students. Tuition. Wow. Wow. Uh, without our students wanting that or asking that they're like, you know, they just decided to punish us because they didn't wow. just didn't like what we had to say. And uh, our whole school are physicians, health professionals, research scientists, and medical researchers who, you know, have very credible opinions, but are mostly reporting on published research. We've presented, mm -hmm. we present thousands of published studies and, and offer learned opinions. And if people don't like it, they don't have to listen to us. But there's a, there's a right. pervasive mentality in a part of our society that does not believe people need to uh, be allowed to think for themselves. They shouldn't be allowed to think for themselves and come to their own conclusions. Um, when in reality, as the comedian Rowan Atkinson uh, said, Mr. Bean, you know, of the movies, mm -hmm. he said the, uh, and this is a slightly different context, he said the solution to hate speech is more speech. Ah. In other words, you know, the, we, we need more people speaking now, saying what they have to say. We'll get him right back in. Yeah, and that's a yeah. Sorry, you pot. We might have lost just a, yeah. a minute, a second there. Oh, Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, so it's been a bit of a, a you know a crisis for us here. We've had a wonderful support from our community, our team, volunteers, yeah. you know, to to kind of recover our information. You know, f uh, fifteen thousand files wow. from the learning platform over a terabyte of data spread among one hundred twenty courses. Um, you know, it's, we're scrambling and we will be for the next. So did weeks. they give you did they give you like an ultimatum, like you're being evicted, like get this stuff off? We are locking the door on you before. Uh, How did they do that to give you your data back? Yeah, well, they they said we've we're, we've, we're canceling your school. And then they said, well, well, they said, I said, well, I, I got to get my stuff off. I said, well, we're not your backup drive. I said, I understand that, but I didn't expect that this was right happening and it is in my intellectual property according to your terms and conditions right so they said okay we'll give you 24 hours said, 24 <laughs> hours this took us eight years to build wow and so we had a i sent an email out to the community um and you know it was an outpouring of letters people saying hey could you please be reasonable um and uh emails to the company and they gave us uh, a, a week Mm. And so we, we hustled, scrambled. It still just was not enough time to get that quantity of data, even with nine of us working on this. Jeez. Uh, and so, you know, I, I made additional pleas to them. My lawyer sent them a letter to their legal department and say, hey, look, this is a good customer. The school is down. If you're concerned about him spreading misinformation, it's not happening anymore. Right. He just wants to recover his data, you know, please. And so finally they gave us a month. So we have till the end of this month. Wow. We've already completed the project last week. Uh, so we've recovered all of our school information, uh, but it's, it's a much, actually much bigger job to rebuild something that took, you know, many, many thousands of hours 
over eight years uh, to build. So, you know, we've we've migrated to Member Press, which is on an uncensored, which is an uncensored platform uh, on Blue, and we're using Bluehost, which is, uh, you know, was recommended to me by a libertarian uh, scholar and uh, teacher, Tom Woods. And uh, and so we're on Bluehost with WordPress and MemberPress is our school. And uh, we're rebuilding now on an uncensored platform. Um, that is just stunning and shocking to me coming out of nowhere. Now, had your had your school really changed that much? The things that you were teaching in 2015, to, this was a new revelation to the company. Uh, do you think like you were um, infiltrated by some kind of mole or, or yes. what was what was the event? Do you, you know, think that turned them against you so drastically? It's a great question, Matthew. People have suggested that they you know, somebody ratted us out, so to speak, and said, no. oh, he's spreading disinformation. I really don't know. Uh, but what I didn't realize was that Teachable and other platforms, they're very popular platforms like Kajabi, like Kartra, in their terms and conditions, which unfortunately I didn't read because right. uh, I didn't think this was possible, uh, right. actively monitor. They, 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 they actually snoop on your courses. They look at your courses and monitor your content for, quote, disinformation. Wow. Uh, so it, it took us a while. I really had to scramble for a few days to find a platform and confirm with the platform that this is an uncensored platform. Wow. Uh, but uh, and, you know, so I, I think, you know, the content creators out there, folks like me teach courses online need to know, uh, you know, I'm not looking to hurt Teachable, but I do think there are 100,000 course creators should at least know. Absolutely. Informed consent um, that they that they are on a, on a monitored, censored platform. And so us getting deplatformed, you know, certainly not unique to us. It's happened to many people in the health freedom community and, and, you know, very credible folks in the medical community who just don't agree with the official narrative. Right. Uh, so, you know, at, at the end of the day, we're going to be fine. Yeah. You know, uh, we're going to carry on and rebuild our school and, Amen. you know, and, you know, dust ourselves off and move on. Uh, but, you know, this was really concerning that this level of censorship and this is not, you know, this is not Facebook. This is a, right. a relatively small learning platform. But the mindset is the same. We need to protect the public from things we don't want them to hear. Yeah. And uh, I think if, if if you were on Teachable, Matthew, you probably would have suffered the same fate. Yes. For telling the truth, that doesn't fit the mainstream narrative. Well, And what's crazy to me is these are people that were seeking you out, paying monies yeah. for this information. And they said, even though they're doing that, we must protect them from this yeah. dangerous man that's on this yeah. mission to become. You know, we were just talking yesterday about how many people died either through early treatment of COVID or then the yeah. vaccine, just because free speech was suppressed and one yeah. side of the narrative was eliminated. How many people yeah. did that kill? And then they, they spin this as to save humanity, we yeah. must get disinformation squashed out. I, I just find it breathtaking that yeah. here we are late March of 2023. We did a VAERS report yesterday. And let me just go back to that data. Just the underreported numbers on VAERS, this is to the vaccine, is, yeah. and we use a number of anywhere between 10 and 100 times underreported yes. on VAERS. But here's yes. what we had just yesterday, because I like to give our listeners a weekly sort of running total. Um, up and through March 10th, it's about a week delayed on their postings, 34,725 reported deaths on mm. VAERS post-COVID vaccination. Now, that's yeah. the 1% that get reported. Now, we know there was this recent Epoch Times article in yes. which uh, the physician's assistant 
Her name was Deborah Conrad. She was fired for reporting something on on VAERS. And so we know it's hard to get stuff on VAERS. It's time consuming, takes provider and patient. And then there's this, uh, you know, sort of culture of how dare you dare report this vaccine. But think about that. Even if the one percent was the number, I mean, that's thirty four thousand. That alone should cause pause to everybody. We say that number is close to a million people dead in America. from COVID vaccine, and yet they're not willing to hear the other side of that. We are so far deep into this. Is there a... See, I'm worried that there's not going to be a moment in time where we we, we push back on that is, in fact, that they get more aggressive and that they take social media and now they've extended to something really private. I mean, this was your private school. This was not open to the public. You had to pay money. Tell me this... With with sort of the resistance, there's sort of a feels like there's a pause on the vaccine. The hesitancy is in. Uh, What do you see they do next with it? I don't think they give up on vaccines, do they? I mean, what's next? What do we need to be prepared for next with this next wave of covid mandating this covid culture that we're just so deep entrenched in? Give me your thoughts. Yeah, it's really the covid cult. um, Right. Because in any cult, dissent is not allowed, and you're not allowed to question the official dogma of the cult. Um, and so, uh, yeah, so the, something you pointed out is very significant. I just want to underline for people. And, and for the listeners, you know, Matthew is referring to the Vaccine Adverse Events Reporting System, yes. which is one of two major platforms. The other is Vaccine Safety Data Link using the United States. Uh, and that number you quoted about 35,000 dead is an international number. That's total oh, okay. reports the VAERS, about two-thirds of those from the U.S. Um, but that's how you know there's something, unfortunately, nefarious going on. Uh, back in 1976, when the swine flu vaccine was released, uh, they had a national campaign, everybody needs to get the swine flu vaccine. This is 1976. And a third of the population did take the vaccine. There were somewhere around 56 reported deaths from the vaccine nationwide, mm-hmm. and they shut down the entire program. At 56? At 56. <laughs> I, I may have that number, you know, plus or minus. But it's no 35,000. It wasn't 35. That's how you know there's something really not okay going on, yes. that they're ignoring the reported data. Right. This would not happen with any other drug or any other class of drug. Right. Vaccines get unique treatment by FDA, which is just a branch of pharma, right. um, for the vaccines get a free ride. So uh, this is that's how you know something very, very nefarious is going on when they're ignoring the safety data. For the first time in history, they've ignored this magnitude. Now, that 35,000 dead is a thousand times greater than the other 90 vaccines over 30 years since oh. the theirs was created. So this is an this is astonishing. 50% of all vaccine reported adverse reactions in theirs uh, 50% of them have come just from the covid shots in the last couple of years compared to 30 years of 90 other vaccines. So, you know, the fact that this is ignored uh, is remarkable. It really is like the hockey stick, so to speak, where it spikes on the right side. Uh, is what we're seeing here. And, uh, you know, about half the people who are murdered by the vaccine die within 48 hours. Mm. And the other half uh, are a slower kill, so to speak, from other conditions like myocarditis and blood clots. So to your question, Matthew, you know, how do we prepare? What's next? 
you know, obviously, you know, Bill Gates just, you know, uh, as I call him, Kill Gates, just released his book recently on the next pandemic, right? So they're, right. they're already announcing it. A friend of mine, you know, told me, you know, he's, you know, deeply steeped in this material. And he said the global elites, there's like an unwritten code. They have to tell you what they're going to do to you before they do it. So we saw Tony Fauci in 2017 announce at the Georgetown University uh, Medical Conference that there will be a major global pandemic within the next two years. Yes. Now, that's kind of weird because there hadn't been one in 100 years. Right. How would he? There was going to be one in yes. the next two years, and it was right on schedule two years later. Uh, Bill Gates saying, you know, we need to reduce the world's population by 10 to 15 percent using vaccines, abortions and whatever medical care means. Yes. So. Uh, so, you know, th- there's this thing that they have to tell you what's going to happen. So Bill comes out with a book uh, saying the next global pandemic, you know, is, is inevitable. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have to wonder, you know, something's up their sleeve. You know, we know this is a manufactured virus in the Wuhan lab that was that began in North Carolina. Right. In the and was exported by Fauci using taxpayer funds to the Wuhan Institute of Virology, where it was completed and released. So we know that. And if we listen to uh, Li Mengyan, the Chinese virologist who worked in level four World Health Organization coronavirus labs, like one of the top coronavirus researchers on the planet, uh, and is a Chinese scientist, uh, has stated many times over the last three years that this was intentionally released by the Chinese government. And then we have Robert Redfield, the former head yes. of the CDC. This is astounding, um, stating that there there were very highly irregular things that happened in September. Of yes. Uh, which is the same month there were three or four scientists at the lab who came down with symptoms of COVID, that they took the, the government military, the, the, the Chinese military took over took the lab over. from right. civilian control. They replaced the ventilation system and the lab and the, and the scientists deleted the viral sequences from their yes. computers. So that just, you know, it's like clearly like covering up a crime yes. scene. Um, and and then Redfield stated, this is the head of the CDC at yes. the time, saying that this was funded by uh, NIH, but also the Department of Defense. Mm. So this is just, and the State Department funded the research. I mean, this is just extraordinarily remarkable. And if you or I had even hinted at this or even asked the question right. two or three years ago, we would have been called crazy conspiracy yes. theorists and, and deleted from every platform. So to answer your question, what comes next? I think, you know, we need to be very aware that, first of all, that everything the government says, this, you know, Tony Fauci is a great example of this. Everything we hear from the government is a lie. Yes. The second thing is we need to actively resist uh, any government measures that don't make sense. Now we know the masks, the distancing, the injections, shutting down schools, businesses, churches, uh, uh, you know, banning freedom of assembly, all this unconstitutional stuff, uh, you can simply refuse. Yes. And people need to refuse. Like yes. We have an obligation to refuse yes. and resist any of these tyrannical measures that we, we just have to assume are inevitable uh, whenever they come out with the next thing. Yes, I love it. Our guest, Dr. Michael Gata, the Gata Institute here in Boulder, uh, MichaelGata.com. <clears throat> it's so true. I mean, we're trying to take the average person who yes. really didn't have a they weren't hardcore Democrats. They weren't hardcore Republicans, but we've got to get yeah. inside their head and let them understand. Yes. And this is 
just the information that we're compelled to give you is that this was organized. It was orchestrated. It was deliberate. Yes. And your death was the goal, the outcome for that. And that's a hard place for a lot of people to get to. A lot of cognitive dissonance. There. Wow. And then, you know, you think about this is we have this stuff going into children. Yes. And, you know, the idea that's... that a parent did this willingly out of fear to a seven-year-old, an eight-year-old. And, you know, one thing that's come up to me lately, and this has happened twice in the last week, and I was not aware of this, so excuse my ignorance, excuse my naivete, but foster children in the state of Colorado, they're required to get every single one of these vaccines, and they are required to get COVID shots. Mm. And so it's heartbreaking for these parents, because we've had two calls over last week saying, hey, they're going to make us get this, uh, or else they're going to take the kid away from us. Mm. And we know what the, the, the danger of then going back into the foster system and that military exactly and that's how you know this has a military operation smell to it like you said we're ignoring clear and obvious danger and i always go back to smoking you know i always go back to smoking cigarettes because it's one we have a great perspective on in 1950s you know half the population was smoking cigarettes and okay 60 percent of adults that is a stunning figure and now we know i mean i i bet you not even Less than 5% of the population is smoking, uh, you know, tobacco cigarettes today, right? I mean, it's under 10. 18% of the adults. Okay. So look at the progress we've made and look at how long that took to get that sort of cultural shift. I mean, we were smoking on planes, doctors smoking in the waiting room, all this stuff. And so I fear that this stuff's even more wicked than cigarettes. It's going to kill you much quicker. You're not going to, my grandfather smoked a pack a day. He lived 50 years doing that lifestyle, but eventually it was lung cancer, emphysema, all those things that got him. You're not going to have 50 50 years to survive COVID vaccines, folks. You'll never make it. In fact, some people don't make it 48 hours like you described. Um, I want to. Oh, and you talked about this lab in Wuhan. Yeah. Um, World Health Organization orders Ukraine. A lot of people don't understand what a hot spot Ukraine is for biolabs. And a lot oh, of this thinking uh, that that this is where a lot of this is going on. And there's a lot of bodies to cover up. There's a lot of bad stuff going on that must be covered up in Ukraine. But the World Health Organization has ordered Ukraine to destroy the pathogens in those biolabs huh. in Ukraine. And this I just saw this coming through in the, just the last couple of days. But the cover up has started because I do think we have to sort of, uh, you know, this world elites um, that we're on to them. We're on to gain of function. Gain of function is a pretty everyday word um, that we're starting to get used to. Um, And the cover up has begun. Another headline I saw, and uh, I don't know, my wife and I, so we have a medical practice, Roots Medical here in the tech center. And again, that COVID vaccine, uh, excuse me, childhood vaccine schedule, that talk is March 30th, 6 p.m., pediatrics department, but all the team will be there to speak on it. But the CDC has warned of this fungal outbreak. Yes. Uh, Candida aureus, aureus, and it's it's coming from our southern border. If you look at the map of it, um, mm-hmm. it, twofold, I think. A, have you had it? Have you know much about this? But number two, CDC, you're on deaf ears now. We can't believe another thing. Even this was, if this was a train derailed coming to you, going to run you over tomorrow. Can we trust a single thing that the CDC ever said to us again after what they put America through? That's the problem is they lost all credibility with this COVID-19. Yes. Well, that's such a good point, Matthew. And, uh, and yeah, we have to assume everything we hear from them is a lie, uh, because that's exactly what's happened over the last three years. 
and we really need to, you know, get our thinking caps on, actually think for ourselves and if critically evaluate what we're hearing. Now, um, the what what the elites realized and their lackeys in the mainstream media. That's why I so appreciate you and this show. Yes, thank um, you. Uh, is that you know you have an uncensored place which is not beholden. Very rare. Pharma advertising dollars, which pays you know fifty to seventy yeah. percent right. of mainstream media you know revenues and salaries and all this. Um, so the the they've realized that if they get people scared enough mm-hmm. and keep them in a state of fear now. Neuropsychologically, you know, when you're when you're in a state of fear, you're not thinking. Right. Your cognitive function basically shuts off. You're in survival mode. Yes. And you become very reactive to people who are you who you've been told are a threat to your survival. And this is why, you know, uh, Karen's yelling at me in the in the grocery store. Put on your mask. You know, while they're pushing their kid through the store. I understand (laughs) why. I I don't blame that person. They've been lied to and they think they have to do this to protect their kids. Same thing with the vaccines. Um, So this is, you know, so they did this with monkeypox that fizzled out. Uh, They, you know, so they're, they're realizing they just have to roll out a procession of pathogens to keep people in a state of fear and thereby easily controlled. And they have their. Uh, media outlets, all the mainstream media outlets are doing that uh, and carrying out the work of the government. And so we have FBI operatives and Twitter and, you know, for example, um, uh, in all over the big tech and mainstream media, we have this government directed efforts to censor information and to promote a narrative which engenders fear. Now, yes. one of the, 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 the flavor of the month, this, just, this story just broke, um, uh, this was three, uh, two days ago on Monday. Uh, this just came out. Uh, one of the outlets that broke this was the uh, concocted news network, CNN, mm-hmm. um, and uh, reporting that there's an emerging fungal threat spread yes. at an alarming rate in U.S. healthcare facilities. And there were reporting... Um, on data from the CDC. So that's where we have to be very suspicious. Right. This was published two days ago in the Annals of Internal Medicine. Um, and and uh, so they found an increase uh, from 53 cases in 2016 to 1,400 cases in 2021. That's not a lot. So this is, you could say this, and of course the CDC right. called Candida auris an urgent th- threat because it, it is true, it's a drug-resistant strain of candida, which is a type of patho- pathogenic fungus. Right. But the number of cases are so vanishingly small. kind of reminds me of when they declared a global pandemic, right, uh, yeah. after, you know, five cases of, you know, avian flu or something like that. Yes. Um, so, uh, so we have to assume, you know, this is, you know, more fear porn uh, right. coming from the government. Uh, and, you know, this is this is a point zero zero. You know, the the, cha- the risks of this are extraordinary, extraordinarily small. And thankfully, there are, you know, natural um, uh, approaches to resolving fungal infections uh, that don't involve drugs. The drugs appear. You know, this is a multi-drug resistant pathogen. Uh, yeah. And, you know, people need. So there's, you know, this whole CNN thing is just you know, increasing fungal threats and Unfortunately, there's no vaccine yet. You know this sort of right. thing. So it's the same, you know, playbook. I don't yes. think this is anything people need to be concerned about at yes. all. 
Um, and you know, keep your like everything. Keep your immune system strong. Diet, exercise, sunshine, supplementation, herbal medicine, healthy, loving relationships. You know, be deeply connected to a higher power. All the things that you know help us resist everything yeah. uh, is important. And, you know, finally, on this subject, we know for sure, I mean, we have endless data on this, that natural substances like herbs, for example, uh, tend not to develop drug resistance because they're very broad, diverse phytochemical agents. They're they're very complex agents. So the the potential for developing drug resistance to a natural substance like an herb is very low compared to um, more narrow, directed, um, directional pharmaceuticals. So I just think think this is, you know, more needless fear porn coming from the government. uh, And, um, you know, it's not something people need to think about too much, just like monkeypox. Yeah, exactly. It has a very similar feel to monkeypox. They they couldn't get it out of the gay community. They couldn't get it to lift off. And they buried it and moved on because, you know, one thing they are very good at is if something's not working, it's not striking enough fear, they move to something else rather quickly. Make no mistake, they're very skilled at developing that fear inside of people. And you are so right. You will go into fight or flight mode. And I say all this all the time on this show. I have never made a good decision in fear. And I ask people to go back and think about, have you ever done your best in this mode of fear? Or have you done your best maybe after a moment of meditation or deep thought or consulting someone else? And the truth is, is if during COVID had people gone and asked five friends, 10 family members, hey, what do you think about the mask? What do you think about the vaccine? And taken all that information in, They would have made different conclusions when you take that. But they didn't do that. They heard CNN. They heard Dr. Fauci. And, you know, and we end up with this now sort of traumatized brain that is having a hard time getting out of it. Another thing, too, that I want to kind of get because the other thing that bothers me, um, you know, I'm just a big advocate for for kids because I know kids are being taken advantage of. They're being stalked. They're being preyed upon. And outside of COVID. okay, so I know that kids. In 2019, influenza, those deaths were greater than 2020 deaths to children that got COVID, meaning the flu was more dangerous to children than COVID. And that continues to be right. I mean, aren't kids the least scared group? Go ahead. Yes, that's such a good point, Matthew. And and I agree with you. I'm, I'm with you on the kids. And I've been treating kids. I have a Chinese and functional medicine practice here in Boulder, but work with people around the world through phone and video. And I've been treating kids for 31 years yes. uh, out of my 33-year practice and have two of my own. And you know, yes. this is a very dear issue to my heart as well. Yes. Um, so here's, what the, here's how the CDC lied. Now, I haven't looked at the latest statistics, but what they did, just as an example, in 2011, mm-hmm. um, they said that they've circulated this line that 36,000 people a year are killed by the flu. I was like, you know, that doesn't sound right. The flu is not a deadly disease. Uh, So I went into the CDC's original database that they referenced where they track these things of mortality and morbidity, weekly reports, and then the summaries of those reports and found out that the actual number, they, they conflated, they mashed together the actual number of flu deaths that year was 257 from like laboratory confirmed influenza and they mashed that together they averaged it out apparently that was my conclusion with pneumonia deaths ah which that year was 63,000 
Oh. And I just think it's like, well, maybe we'll just flip the 63 around and come up with 36. I don't know. Yeah. But most of those pneumonia deaths are in uh, hospice, uh, hospice, um, uh, long-term care facilities mm-hmm. uh, and nursing homes, right? Because mm-hmm. if you just lay in bed, eat junk, and don't get any exercise. Correct. And they're fed garbage and don't get any sun sunshine or fresh air, you're going to get sick. Yes. Um, and so a lot, of, a lot of people die in nursing homes from pneumonia, right? Yes. Yes. Um, and so they, that, that, that's a real thing. Pneumonia does kill a bunch of people. But the flu kills like almost nobody. And right. then I went a little deeper and found, well, out of those 257, that in the whole year, in the whole country of flu deaths, how many of those were laboratory confirmed? It was right. 18. Wow. So the flu is diagnosed by symptoms, and the, and the official term from CDC is influenza-like illness. Mm. If you have the symptoms of the flu, you have the flu, right? And uh, and according to Peter Doshi at uh, the uh, um, British Medical Journal, um, uh, only was it, 16% of flu cases are actually caused by the influenza virus. So it, it's, it's a massive scam. So I don't believe... Tons of kids are dying from the flu. I think it's like what they did with COVID. Everything was COVID. Right. And if you look at the CDC death map of flu, uh, basically nobody died of the flu in 2020. Right. Because everything was called COVID. Right. Um, and, uh, and I think there's probably something similar going on with the flu. I don't consider it to be a significant issue. And our kids are born with, and we thank God for this, these robust, perfectly, you know, a Cadillac right out of the dealership, uh, pristine <laughs> immune systems. It's us that are feeding them vaccinated. junk and, and doing all these things, vaccinating them. And, and, you know, what's so funny is you, you describe this sedentary lifestyle, watching TV, eating junk, fi- junk food. That's the yeah. exact prescription that Tony Fauci ordered during covid stay at home order uber eats watch netflix and wait for a vaccine i mean that was the opposite of what our kids and and our kids suffered childhood obesity went up it skyrocketed during COVID. and and now it's like wow we got fat kids yes and and now they're just set back and do they ever catch up but you know this is my other area of of medicine that really or healthcare or just this insanity that comes from one side is this transgender yeah. movement in our youth and this stalking oh, of it. So, so not only do oh, we have to protect our kids from COVID and the vaccine and all this poisoning, but this is a whole nother yeah. level of insanity, what they're doing with yes. our children. And I just, we just read an article yesterday about child abuse. It's completely, it's public. It's, it's child abuse that we're being conditioned to accept as completely normal. And in fact, yeah. in this state, and we yeah. just had uh, Lori Gimmelstein from Colorado Parent Advocacy Network on on uh, Monday and talking about this new H bill 231003 and and what it does is goes in and it lets a 12 year old essentially override its parent his or her parents consent to to enter into mental health assessing and we know what that is code for we know that that's a gateway for this maybe you're gay maybe exactly and we go there I I just always like to get another doctor a healthcare provider's take on you know how is this even how, how does this have life to it? I mean, the, 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 how does this start moving forward, this transgender ideology in America? We have got to get a hold of this and we have to speak loudly on this. This is becoming a mainstream, normal thing. Yeah. Girls that are identifying as lesbian and bi in high school. And it's like, where did this come from? Help well, me there, doctor. That. It's, it's not like I'm attracted to other girls. Right. Right. This is I think I'm really a boy. 
Right. <laughs> right. So this is a very different thing yes. than, you know, homosexuality or lesbian, whatever. And, you know, I, I, I'm, I am as concerned about a person's choice of sexual orientation as their choice of breakfast cereal. Like, I yes. really don't care. I'm much more concerned, as King said, with character val- uh, character values and behavior more than skin color or sexual orientation. Right. This is another level of crazy where we're normalizing a medical diagnosis of gender dysphoria. Uh, where the person, and this is a medical diagnosis, this has been known for decades, yeah. uh, and we're normalizing uh, a pathology where, you know, people, and again, if a person's an adult, it's a, do whatever you want. Right, free will. You're, you're, the, you know, you're old enough to vote, you're old enough to go to war, you're old enough to drive. Yes. Um, and if you want to, you know, experience your fixed biological gender, there's only two, uh, in a right. different way, that's up to you. I don't care. That's how yeah. you but to, to inflict totally this on children. You know, my, my, when my son was uh, five, uh, he was, you know, I, I was home working and, uh, and he came and he says, Daddy, and, and I looked at him and he said, Daddy, I'm a dinosaur. I was like, you're a dinosaur. Wow. You're a big, scary dinosaur. Yeah, I'm a dinosaur. Dinosaur. And he would he just walked around the house growling. Now, <laughs> you know, we didn't, uh, you know. Uh, f- uh, feed him live animals to eat <laughs> and you know and, and all this and you know we didn't like pretend that this was a permanent condition right. he just decided one day and by dinner time he was a sweet little five-year-old boy right. and, and, and right. but he just kids have an imagination yeah so you know uh, i mean we don't let kids you know uh smoke cigarettes and yeah. engage in dangerous behavior, right? Yeah. We don't let them make those decisions themselves because they're children and they need guide rails. Yeah. So to say, you know, and I remember, you know, my kid's uh, teacher, she's like, you know, you can decide what they have to eat. They're little kids. They don't know any better. Right. And even, you know, and this is aside from the fact that I'm a nutritionist, it's like, you know, this is your kid and you get to decide, you know, because they don't know enough yes. to decide what to eat for breakfast. Now, if, if, if a parent's role is to say, tell the kid, here's your breakfast, honey, how, is you, how are we giving kids the decision not to choose just their breakfast, but their gender? Uh, I don't right. think so. And the statistics are very clear. There's no opinion about this, Matthew. Yes. Uh, rates of suicide are 40% greater <sighs> in this so-called transgender community. So I, I have no problem allowing adults to live their lives. They're old enough to make a decision. They're adults. Do what you want, right? Yep. You know, my son just turned eighteen. You know, a few months ago, and I gave him a lot of latitude because he's a responsible kid, and he's now, you know, of the age where he can make his own decision. But when he's six, yes, when he's ten, when he's twelve, so you know, lopping off, you know, surgically mutilating yes. young girls, lopping off their breasts, yes, to fit whatever in this period, and and this is like, it's it's a societal virus because now it's you know it used to be like one percent, now it's twenty percent. Of our kids because, you know, they're a very impressionable age. And, and if one kid says, oh, I think I'm a boy today, then they're, they're going to, you know, so it, this is, uh, you know, very, very dangerous. And so to take that choice, the guidance away from parents. And again, this is part of the playbook of, you know, kind of totalitarian regimes and leftist regimes throughout history. Yeah. The first thing they go after is the family. Yes. They want to destroy the family. They want to destroy and, and guide people away from religion because if the family or or the person's spirituality and, and religion 
is a higher power in their life than the state, yes. then the state has a problem. They have an authority right. problem. Yes. That's why the state goes after the family unit. They go after parental authority and parental rights, and uh, they go after um, religious practice. This is one of the reasons why they shut down churches in, in violation of life. Yes. You know, they just shredded the First Amendment right to peacefully assemble, right to practice your religion without interference. Um, that that went out the window and, and pastors were fined and yes. threatened with jail time. These are these are clergy in whatever <laughs> faith, you know, whatever uh, you can't gather as a people as you know. So they're doing this with kids because yes. Marxists always go after the children. Yes. And they try to disconnect the children from their families. And the general message of all Marxist regimes, such as we're seeing emerge today in the U.S., is the highest power in your life is and always must be the state. Yes. So you submit to state authority. God isn't the highest power in your life. Your parents are not the highest power in your life. The state and state schools uh, are the highest power in your life. Yes. And this is very, very disturbing. And uh, and, and this needs, you know, thankfully, you know, in, in the covid years, three million kids got out of the public school system and are now being homeschooled. So parents are waking up to this nonsense. People are getting out of the school systems. They're replacing school boards with yep. people who actually value parental rights. Yep. You know, the 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 the, the, uh, the change in leadership uh, in the you know, in Congress wasn't as dramatic as the polls said, meaning there might have been some funny business there. Yeah. But what, what did succeed was that a local grassroots effort. You know, the districts changed, district leaderships changed, school board leaderships have shifted to those who actually value informed consent and parental rights and health care freedom of choice. You know, it's unbelievable. I'm so glad you mentioned school boards because those elections will be in the fall of this year. And those campaigns, just to show people how bad Democrats want involved in your children's life, they will spend $100,000 on these campaigns for a school board position that pays nothing. It is a volunteer position. And just so everybody also knows, you are not running up against Democrat moms and dads. These are union moles and plants that are going in there to pursue this agenda. So they've found an area where they can, who cares if we win this state Senate seat or whatever, we got your kid. And they'll start this as young as three years old. We did a clip the other day from a children's hospital in Pennsylvania and they had a group of providers on there sort of discussing transgender youth and, and talking about as soon as your child says or can start to notice the difference between a boy and a girl and starts to speak of gender as young as three years old that is a moment in time to have that conversation about affirming their identity it's terribly yeah. frightened so this bill that's well, going on doctor I mean it 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 cuts you out as a parent when you get into yes. public schools Yes. Yes. Well, now the even the AMA yeah. has ignored millennia of science and biology and now refers to gender assigned at birth. Uh, this is the uh, AMA. Gender <laughs> assigned at birth is their official kind of woke position. Right. Uh, and this is toxic. You know, I, I'm all for, you know, people, you know, live and let live, let people live their lives. Uh, but the child needs their parents or whatever, you know, whoever's raising them, yeah. if they're in a non-traditional setup, wow. whatever, whoever is responsible for them needs to guide 
their development. And to hand that over to the state is really, really like extra super evil. And don't and let's not pretend for a minute that this is has positive outcomes. Right. The outcomes are horrifying. Yes. In terms of mental illness, permanent sterility. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of the damage done. And this is more of a, a medical thing, but the damage done by these uh, hormones in given during puberty. Yes. Or after is is potentially permanent yes and so now we're rendering you know we're lopping off you know 12 year old girl's breasts yeah we're you know sewing on uh, a prosthetic penis we're we're changing you know we're we're, we're surgically mutilating children yeah. uh when now to take the parents out of the equation you know this is very evil dark stuff that's going on uh, and so, you know, thankfully, more people and parents are getting involved yes. as, a, you know, I'm very firm believer. God wins every yes. time. Yes. Always has. Yes. Uh, but, you know, God works through us. Right. You know, whatever higher power you believe in works through people. And so it takes people to, you know, the most important quality of character in these days uh, is courage. Yes. Um, and so people need to you know, muster up the courage to get, actually get actively involved in their healthcare decisions, in their lifestyle choices, and in their children's development. Absolutely. And I just, there are two other little notes there on this trans youth movement. And I, this was easy research to find. Two-thirds of trans youth, or gender-confused youth, yep. two-thirds autistic in some capacity. There is some oh. element. That is a stunning, breathtaking. Oh. And so when you strip that down and break that down, um, yes. the autistic child having trouble fitting in, the yes. autistic child maybe be more susceptible to manipulation. And the yes. fact that they're correlating uh, this transgender youth and it be overwhelming. Because, see, the other chunks of that statistic, the two-thirds autistic, um, huge percentages coming from a sexually abusive home, sexually mm. abusive parents or tr- uh, parents that were previously convicted of sexual offenses. These are the parents. And the coincidence that their child now has some kind of confused sexual orientation, folks, they don't even want you talking about the assessing the mental wellness of that child. You know, the left, instead of hugging that child, telling that child they are loved, they're handing the boy lipstick. They're giving the boy a dress. And and the shame in that, when there is a hurting pain that needs comforted, that only somebody that says, you know what, I just want to love you and get you to a place where you love yourself. Because what you mentioned is gender assigned. What a terrible message to send a child that you were born a mistake. God actually made a mistake with you. You were born wrong. And we've got to take you through this horrific uh, experience to get you just to be yourself again. I mean, the messaging that comes from the left is only a spawn of Satan. I can't think of anything in their right mind that would say, hmm, a double mastectomy for a 12 year old. That makes sense. It's crazy. Yeah. 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 Well, and and that's, you know, and that's the thing, Matthew, it's a a good point. This is um, this is real pathology. And it's, you know, and it's also the sort of woke white leftist um, moms yeah. Where yeah. and this is where it's sort of trendy and hip oh. to have a quote queer, which just means I want attention. There's right. no definition for that right. word. Uh, the, I, I, my kid is trans. My kid is queer. My kid is. It's a hip, trendy, like clicky sort of status thing yep. among these educated white oh. leftists. You know what I'm saying? It's it, totally. It's, it's really toxic. 
Um, but, you know, so we need to, you know, kids need to be protected and nurtured yeah. Yeah. and to and to give that level. Of, they're already under so much pressure, peer pressure and school pressure and all this to lay this on them. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't you know, we don't let kids decide where they go to school and what they eat. And we buy them their clothes like to give them this magnitude of decision when we don't do this in any other area of their lives. Right. We don't let them play with knives when they're five or three nope. or two or whatever it is. We protect children and that's what they need from us is our protection. And so to take a kid's whim on a given day, like my son decided to be, to be a dinosaur mm-hmm. for a few hours one day, right? Yep. And you know, if he said I was a pirate, we wouldn't cut off his leg and gouge <laughs> out an eye, an eye patch on him, right? right. So, you know, we, we, this is very, very, not only irrational, but real, this really is child abuse. And we need to rise up and, and to counter this nonsense. Totally. Because it's not based in science. No. It's not based in data. It's not based in anything healthy or wholesome, which is what children need. They need structure. They need guidance when they're little. Help them become, you know, healthy, functioning, contributing yes. adults. And then they're going to live their lives and make their choices and totally. mistakes. You know, um, so, you know, uh, it's um, this is very something very, very sinister uh, that is going on. But you have these gender transition physicians who are just making stuff up. They're like, well, our current sensing is they kind of sense in utero. Uh, yes, I heard that. It's like, what? How are you figuring that out? That's like Teachable telling me you know, <laughs> with the sensor platform that I had intent to mislead. Right. Right. I mean, how do you know? I mean, how do you know? I mean, it's yes. just it's insane. They're, just making stuff up to ideology and these very loud, angry trans activists, uh, people are afraid yes. to say, uh, no, that's nonsense. And tell, you know, the medical doctors, no, this is very uh, damaging to children. Um, and, uh, and again, you know, when, when a person's an adult, live your life, do what you want. Yep. You know, it's your life. Yep. But for a child, they need to be protected. Yeah, we, you know, you're, you're so right about that. We as adults have an obligation to protect children from decisions of permanency, i.e. a tattoo. You've got to be 18 years old, right? Because the day you're 18 and I did it. Hey, I'm guilty as charged. I went out as day 18 or on my birthday and I got a little <laughs> tattoo. Um, I only got the one and I probably would never do another one. But, sure. you know, I was at five years old. I mean, are you kidding me? It's the same nonsense of say, and you know, God gave me daughters. So I, we played mermaid instead of dinosaurs. And so they, you know, we did not though, go drop them off at the ocean and say, we'll be back uh, when you're done with your lunch. So, but you know, it, it really is. And I speak to I want to speak to your point right there is, you know, we as Christians, conservatives, just, you know, thoughtful people, we've taken sort of a submissive role to yes. these activists because they're loud and aggressive. But, you know, yes. one thing I know is that we've been given authority here on earth to look at evil like that and say, be gone in the name of Jesus or be gone in the name of your higher power, because what they're representing is nothing but a demise to mankind. Um, Dr. Yes. Michael Gaeta, it's been a wonderful hour. Do us a favor, kind of just everywhere they can find you, things that we can yes. follow you on. How can we support Support you. Go ahead. Thank you, Matthew. Yeah, I have a clinical practice. I work with folks around the world using Chinese and functional medicine, uh, mostly through phone and video, so you mm-hmm. can be anywhere. 
um, and using functional medicine consultations. So I've been doing that for 33 years at michaelgata.com. It's michaelgata.com. You can always uh, reach out to us there or support at michaelgata.com. And uh, we have uh, our, we're rebuilding our online school, and we also do a, uh, a Monday show at 11 a.m. Mountain Time, 1 p.m. Right. Eastern Time, called Mondays with Michael, and you were a guest on our Excellent. show. It's wonderful. People Thank love you. what you had to say. Thank you. Um, and so that's a free podcast we do every Monday, and then we have uh, health consultations and online courses available. Okay, so this has been fantastic, folks. Remember, we're going to have this available on the replay. This one will go on Rumble, so you'll be able to watch this video uh, at some point tomorrow. We'll direct our listeners. We're just simply doing this. We want you to get the reminders set up on Apple and on Spotify, because if you missed a segment or you need to tell a friend, remember, everything you heard today, whether it was COVID, the origin of the vaccine, or the origin of the virus, the vaccine dangers, or this cult that is really a dangerous cult, the LGBT world, everybody needs to hear this kind of information, because if you're not empowered with information, you're a sitting duck waiting for CNN, waiting to tell you men can have babies um, and all this stuff. So just pass the word along. We thank you, doctor. It's been a great hour with you. Folks, remember, until next time, serve God, help others, stay good. Goodbye. with the show on Instagram. The Matthew Dark Show, live Monday through Thursday at 9 a.m. on KLZ 560.